back to this morning, back to this morning. So we, we are looking this morning at the, the, the different characters. We're looking at this, the, the character of the, uh, the innkeeper, which is a great character to get because I've got the only character that doesn't exist. So it's, it's really good to, to talk on, on the innkeeper. We, we had the reading this morning, and, and from the text, we, we get the, the, the line, for there was no room at the inn. And we all, know, we all know that line, don't we? There was no room at the inn. So what I did was I dug in to try and find out what the line was talking about. And I'm just going to spend about five minutes giving you a little bit of a historical backdrop to it, because based on that, I found this dead exciting. So, so let me just give you a bit of a backdrop. For there's no room at the end, that's all Luke says. And somehow, you know, in saying that, you know, everybody knew what he was talking about. So why is that? Well, if you go back to the culture, the culture was a culture of hospitality. If you went to, to a town, you know, your great auntie would look after your, your, you know, third generation once removed. Don't worry, they would look after you. You know, they had a culture of, of hospitality. Family, extended family, even strangers would take people in. So, so there wasn't a situation where there were loads of bees and bees or hotels around Bethlehem. That just wasn't how it happened. What there was, was each kind of main town definitely city, but towns had one inn. It was called a, a, a caravanassery or a can. And so each area, now I said to you, don't put that up in the, until I say, let's have a look at them. We discussed this, before, the only one thing we discussed before the service, right? <laughs> remember that, remember that bit, yeah. yeah. So, so each area had, had just one, one of these buildings, which has been translated into English as an inn. Uh, but the, the word that's used is a caravanassery or a, or a can. And, and tradition says that the one in Bethlehem was quite a big one. It was just six miles from Jerusalem. It was like the last stopping off point. And the one in Bethlehem had been there for centuries. It's mentioned back in Jeremiah chapter 41. So when Luke says, because there was no room in the inn, he didn't have to say anything else because there was no room in the caravanassery. There was no room in the can. And everybody goes, all right, I understand that. We all know what that is. That's our culture. That's the Eastern culture that these cities, these towns had one area where travelers would go to. Travelers that had no friends and no families that were on a journey. They could go to these inns and they could get somewhere to sleep. That was the culture. You ready? So let's have a look at a few of them. All right. So Here's an example of, of a caravan If you go into the internet, you'll find lots of these. I just never knew they existed. I don't know if you knew they existed. Oh, that's a rubbish example, that one. It looks better on that screen. Uh, okay, okay. So basically, they were normally large. Let's go on to the next one. Go on to the next one. There we go. That's better. Yeah. So they're normally large buildings and, and normally quite round. And they had one main entrance. And you'd go through the main entrance, and then round the edges, there was lots of, uh, of 
one-off rooms that went back into the dark. There was no light in these rooms. Go on to the next one and you will see this is quite a posh one. But these are not unusual. Architects or archaeologists have found this all over the Middle East because these were like in every town had one of these. And you can see that on this one, you can see they were raised up and you can see the little cells all the way, th all the way around the outside. And often uh, they would have caves underneath where the animals were kept, like you can see on, on this one. Sometimes they would just have a central area where all the animals were, and sometimes they would have caves underneath. The tradition is, we haven't got the Bethlehem one now, is that the Bethlehem one had caves underneath. That's the tradition. So, when, if you picture the scene, we're going to assume it's dark, because it just makes it feel better. So it's dark, Mary and Joseph arrive at the entrance to, to the can, to the caravanassery, and they go in, and it's chocker. You know, this is the census that's taking place. You know, it is absolutely chocker. And they go in, and what they've got to do is, oh, by the way, the bad news is, is the vast majority of these places didn't have an innkeeper. <laughs> it's not impossible, it's not impossible, you know, but it's unlikely. So they go in, and they have to start walking around all these little archways, looking in to try and see if it was empty, if, there was a, a, if it was free. And they'd look in and something, shove off, we're in here, mate. Go on to the next one. Sorry, mate, you're too late, this one's full. Go on to the next one. Hey, we're in here, shove off. And they have to go around every single little entrance because it's dark inside, there's no windows inside them. And they'd have to get rejected, 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 rejected until they, you know, they found out there was no room in the inn. There was no room in the canavassary. But let's imagine that there was an innkeeper because it's not impossible. And maybe because it was so busy, maybe, you know, because of the census, you know, maybe last stopping off stage before people would go on to Jerusalem. You know, it's not impossible. Some of them sometimes had people to make sure public order was maintained. What did that innkeeper do? Well, we know from the story that they ended up Jesus getting born in a manger. Doesn't say a stable. We, we know that, don't we? But he was born in a manger. And most archaeologists and most theologians think, you know, it was underneath in one of these caves. Underneath where the animals were kept. And the innkeeper, well, when I look at this story, I think the innkeeper did what he could do. He couldn't chuck somebody out but he found a space for Mary and Joseph. He found a space for Jesus. He found room for Jesus. And I like to think that his life would have been transformed by that act. He might have been there at the birth. He might have been taking care of that little family who ended up amongst the animals underneath, in a cave, or maybe in the middle, but still totally ignored by everybody else, they found space for him. 
And, you know, as I reflected on that, I just thought, you know, there is a lesson there for us. And it's, it's, not, not, it's a very similar, the first thing that came out to me was very similar to what Steve was saying uh, last week. It was if we need to lift our, our head up beyond our needs, our business, and look out for those in need. Do you remember this image from last week? Did this image have any effect on you last week? Yeah, it had an effect on me. I've got to be honest with you, just looking there. You know, uh, that, that kind of person who's constantly ignored, you know, and yet the, the Christian message is looking out for those in need. James, you know, the head of the church, in James chapter 1 in his letter, he summarizes Christianity. And in James chapter 1, I think it's verse 17, I didn't write that down, uh, he, he, he summarizes Christianity and he says, true Christianity is this, it's living a, a righteous life and looking after the widows and the orphans. Or to put that in 21st century language, you know, live a life close to God and look after those less fortunate. Look after those in need. And you know, as churches, we tend to focus on the first bit. Live a life close to God. You know, be filled with the Spirit. You know, exude the fruit of the Spirit. We preach on that a lot. And we don't preach a lot in the second part. Look after those less fortunate than you. I mean, that is an unbelievable way to summarize Christianity. Be close to God and go to church. No. No, that's not what he says, is it? Be close to God and read your Bible every day. No, he doesn't say that. He says, look after those less fortunate. That is the sign of Christianity. And I like to think that that is what the innkeeper did. But let's look at that same story from another angle. Mary and Joseph walked round all these little inlets that we looked at, trying to see if any of them were empty, trying to see if they could find a place to, to, you know, for Mary to, to rest. And yet every person said no. Every group, every, you know, whoever was in any of these little rooms said, no, this is for us. We've been traveling, we've been busy, this is for us. And every single one of them missed out on the most amazing experience of their lives. If any one of them had said, yeah, we can budge up. Yeah, Mary, you're pregnant, yeah, come in, come in, listen. There's enough space here, we'll put a blanket down, you just rest here. If any one of them had said that, their lives would have been transformed. The story would be different, wouldn't it? You know, they would have been the person that allowed Mary and Joseph in and witnessed the birth of the Messiah. But none of them did. And every single one of these people missed out because they weren't willing to put themselves out. You know, Hebrews chapter 13 verse 2 says, Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Imagine that. How many angels 
have you shown hospitality to? Or let me ask that another way. How many complete strangers have you shown hospitality to? How many complete strangers have you shown hospitality to? Have you put yourself out in order to accommodate somebody else? I just think that's, you know, a, a gobsmacking statement that the Bible says. The Bible tells us to be hospitable, not just to our mates, not just when we did the, our, our, you know, let's invite friends and family and people from church around. We did that at the beginning of the year and hopefully carrying on doing that. But listen, when we have visitors coming to this church for the first time, they should have, you know, 20, 30, 40 people queuing up to ask them back for lunch. And we may have lunch with angels. Let's hope that's happened to us. It is mind-blowing, that fact. And there's a question when we personalise that for us as well. And the, the personalised bit is, is there room or have we no room for the Christ child? Is your life already filled to capacity? Too busy? Your plans are set. You know, you're on your way to Jerusalem. You're on your way to the census. You know, and you cannot accommodate anything else. Is it the same for us? Got to get your Christmas shopping done. You've got to get your wrapping done. Got to get your cars done. You've got to get your house clean, obviously. Yeah? Got to plan the meal. And in our busyness... In our focus, we, we manage to just take our eye off the ball and we manage to have no room. And I know we hear this message all the time, but this is the message of this story, definitely. You know, it's ironic, isn't it? What does the name Emmanuel mean? God with us. But the reality is, for most of our Christmases, it's God without us. Because we're, we're, we are just basically, you know, too busy. And the story there of the, of the innkeeper is hopefully is that he made room. He found space. He carved out in his business, he carved out room for Jesus. And the shippers arrived and they were ignored by everybody we had last week. They were scum. Shippers arriving at the, at the can would be completely ignored. And they would go into one of the caves and they would worship Jesus and have their lives transformed and have angels chatting to them because they, they made space. And I want to, you know, I need to, you know, encourage you to, to make space. Forget whatever it is you have to forget just to spend time meditating on Jesus, reflecting on the story, reading it slowly through fresh eyes and allow time to allow the, the impact of the nativity to impact our hearts. You know, just one last thought. And it just comes out of the story. You know, it, it's possible that, um, that Mary and Joseph were shunned because their reputation had got out. You know, they arrived at Bethlehem, but they had some relatives. I'd imagine that Joseph had relatives in Bethlehem. That's why he was going back there. That's where his family were from. And yet the culture 
of hospitality wasn't extended to them too. That the cultural norms was broken, probably because of that slut Mary and that stupid Joseph that took her in. And they were outcasts. They were outcasts in their own area. They were rejected. And you know, Jesus says, he says it back in what, Matthew 11, and he says it constantly. Come unto me, all you that are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And I don't know this morning, this morning, if you are feeling on the outside, if you're feeling tired, if you're feeling weary, if you're feeling rejected, well, the story of Jesus is, I understand that. I understand that. And come to me and I will give you rest. And this morning, if you're somebody who just needs to have that, that security of knowing that you are loved for who you are in your situation, well, that is the story of the gospel. That is the, the, the cry of Jesus. Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7, cast your worries Cast your anxieties on Jesus because he cares for you. So this morning, if you feel like you're a bit of an outsider, feeling a bit low, a bit tired, a bit weary, I want you to hear the words of Jesus. I love you. Come to me and I will give you rest. Cast your burdens on me because I care for you. That's what Jesus says. So this Christmas, you know, I just want to just challenge us, really. It's a, it's a kind of double aspect is, you know, can we be people that reach out to others? From that innkeeper story, can we be people that reach out to others? And secondly, are you a person that needs to reach out to Jesus? Just reach out and feel his warmth, his love, his care in your current situation. Well, that door is open. And during communion, when we have communion, there'll be people across here to receive you in prayer. And if you'd like prayer for anything this morning, when people are coming up for communion, you can go across there and receive prayer. And please do that this morning. Let's just pray. Father, I thank you that your arms are always open, that you are somebody who is always there. You know, from the very start, you've known what it means to be on the outside, and you understand those who are weary and tired and just need a, an arm of love. Lord, I pray as church that we can be these people, that we can be people that support and encourage each other, and we also reach out to strangers to show that hospitality. Lord, just bless us now as a church family. Amen.